When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to this week's Tribe Supper, where there's going to be a mass of voices because there's four of us here for the first time ever, I think. I All think four we had of our guests from together. Huddersfield, don't forget. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, us four. That oh, worked, yeah. that worked. Someone's yeah. messed the days up, yeah. Right? The four ball worked, so we thought yeah. we'd uh, expand and bring John in to go with Vic and Phil. Uh, we're looking ahead to the six games in 21 days, which start uh, tomorrow against Birmingham. Um, it's hectic in the fact that there's so many games in a short period, but also the fact that the Borough are playing a lot of the teams are up there with them. Uh, Vic, Phil, whoever wants to open is it a case of stealing a march on the rivals in these games or, or not losing? I think it's a case of keeping as you go and put the pressure on other teams and you know, let's see if they can, can live with it. I mean last year uh, it was a similar situation there was a, a group of teams at the top and every time someone got to the top they, they would crack and then slip back a bit uh, obviously, the, the, less, the lesson from that is that you know, we've got to be more resilient, we've got to be tougher to beat and, and we've got to keep on going and I think Borough showed that this year. I mean, obviously, there was the blip at Hull, which put everyone into a, a panic. But I mean, Borough have won six out of seven. And the complaints are about quality rather than results. Well, at the end of the day, you can live with that. If you're winning, yeah. and the, the, the debate afterwards is we're not winning well enough, you know, that's about aesthetics. That, that's not important when it comes to actually win, you know, winning games and getting promoted. So I think it's just steady as she goes. Uh, Make sure that the, the home record stays as it is, which is, you know, it's, it's absolutely incredible, really. And let's see if the others can live with it and, and see where we are in a couple of months. Phil, that, 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 that performance uh, at Ipswich in the second half was kind of the perfect way, wasn't it, to set up the, the run of games to come now. It was, you know, that was as good as Borough have been, wasn't it, in recent weeks? Yeah, and I, think the, I think the important headline figure I've taken out of this week is the 10 point gap over 7th everyone's talking about the top 2 and that is obviously the target this season You know, especially after missing out on the playoffs sorry in the playoff final uh, in May so that 10 point gap is nice and with 2 home games to come which I think we're more than capable of winning we could see some daylight opening up now obviously the top 2 is where we're all thinking about but let's first of all do the first job and that's open up the gap on, on the challenges. So mm. one job's all, almost already done, and that is the, the top six finish that we know is, 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 is our fallback if we don't achieve automatic promotion. In terms of the automatic promotion, it, it's interesting looking back a year ago to, the, to, to where the division was after 19 games, and the top two were, uh, were Ipswich and Derby, and uh, Borough were in the top six then. And, and funnily enough, Norwich were, I think, 11th. Yeah. And um, <coughs> I think uh, was it uh, one of the other teams that ended up finishing strongly were also outside the top six. So, so it just shows you, it just shows you really that um, you can't take anything for granted. But I do think Borough are well placed. You know, if you you know you're using athletics analogy, you know they're on the shoulder, aren't they, yeah. of, the, of the leader, and they've already opened up a gap on the the people outside the the medal position. Mm. So. Um, I'm looking for two home wins to take into Brighton. I think Cranker's policy of not looking too far ahead is a good one. You know, get get Birmingham out of the way first. On paper, 
three points, if ever there was three points to be taken against a team that's got problems in terms of injuries and availability. Then go on to Burnley, which we know, you know they're not an easy team either. But um, And then worry about the whole six-game scenario after that. Because I think if Borough can get six out of six, I think we might just start seeing them, you know... Opening up their legs and showing their classes, David Coleman once. <laughs> I think that, I think that gap that Phil mentioned um, it actually shows. I think that the championship is a, a tougher league this year. Um, the gap between first and sixth, I, I think I read that as there's four or five really good teams in this division who are more or less, as Vic said, beating everyone else. You know, six six wins in seven. I think I mean, obviously Brighton will have something reasonably similar to that. Derby will have something similar to that as well. So I think you're looking, if you go back to Mick McCarthy's uh, prediction last month of those four, Borough, Hull, Brighton, Derby, they're going to pretty much, that gap's only going to increase, I think. Um, and then it's you're looking at the games over kind of Christmas, and I think there's certain games that you, you don't want to lose out of them. Uh, you, can, you know, Everyone's capable of losing the odd game. Everyone's, you know, if you've got a Blackburn on Boxing Day and lose, everyone's capable of doing that. But you, Borough fans will look, and they don't want to lose at Brighton. Uh, they won't want to lose against Burnley next Tuesday. It's as long as you don't lose against your rivals, which actually cost Borough at the end of last year, didn't it? Mm. Losing at Bournemouth, losing at Watford. So some games are more quote losable than others. Um, but I, I think Borough will look at all of the all of those games and not really fear anyone. I think we have to be aware as well. It's not just Borough that are playing six games. Uh, all the other, the rivals have suddenly got a run of top fix, really tough fixtures as well. Uh, up to now, it's been relatively plain sailing. But I think everyone of the top six in this run of games plays at least three of the others. Well, Brighton have got Brighton. Derby, QPR and Burnley. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so, I mean, that, this yeah. is going to be the time when if there are cracks in Brighton, for instance, that's when, when it'll appear. And, and if there are teams that are going to catapult themselves up into the top spot, now's the time to do it. So I think over the next couple of weeks we'll see quite a lot of flux in that, those top positions, which is why I think the most important thing is to keep us as we are now, and you know, don't let goals in and just grind them out if we have to. I think it's almost a bigger game for you. Look at yeah, head to Burnley next week, for example. I mean, Burnley are, are five points behind the automatic promotion places now, so Dice should be suddenly looking at that and think if Borough and Burnley were to both win on Saturday, but then Borough would have win. Well, Eight points is a big gap, isn't it? Well, how many suddenly having a bridge. How many times last <coughs> season have you been going to games thinking if Borough can only win this, they'll yeah. open up this yeah. size gap? And one of the things, as, as Jono touched on there last season, that Borough probably, as he says, cost them, was was they just failed to, to kill off yeah. teams when, that, when, when the opportunity was there. And I think that's why they never really cemented a place in the top two for too long. I think they're capable of doing better this, this time around. I'm not sure... I think it's a, a again. I think it's a competitive championship, but I, I think I'm in a bit of a minority here. I think it's a poor championship. Mm. I think you know you look at teams like we thought we, we thought Hull were going to just open up and charge towards the the, the finishing line um, after beating Borough, and they've struggled a bit. And um, you know the only other question is really is there a Norwich out there this time around who can can go on a run from 11th to 10th maybe it's QPR under Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank but yeah, they've still got the squad haven't they I just don't see teams out there I've, I've said all along I've, I think if Borough play to their potential they'll get up I, I don't have any fear about that but it's, and the only question marks if they can play at their potential I think often. one thing that's interesting is that, uh, that might make it slightly easier for Borough is that other teams are now adapting their tactics when they come to play Borough and they're coming to defend and maybe, although it's very difficult to, to break them down and it makes for dreary games, maybe that just gives us a little bit more wriggle room. 
I think I don't know. It's interesting that you say that, Phil. I think the I think I agree that the average team in the championship this season compared to last season is poorer. I think, but I think that as I said, there's four or five much better teams. I mean, if you look at last year, I mean, Bournemouth won the title. They were, they were great for long periods, but I think through March they went seven or eight games without a win, didn't they? And they still went on winning it. And I know Watford had all the goals, but I mean, at the back they were conceding goals left, right, and centre. So I think the to- sure. I think the top end is one of the most competitive since we got mm. relegated. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree that it's competitive. I just think the general. I'm not sure the general standards as high as we maybe thought it was in August. Um, I mean, it's one we can ponder as the season goes on. But you know, I mean, we always have this discussion every time we chat about Borough. Have they played anywhere near how well as they can play? And generally speaking, we all feel they've got more to give. Yeah. But yet they're second, almost top, having not really, as you mentioned, the second half against Ipswich. Not you know how many times have we seen them really turn it on? As Vic says, they're often playing against teams who are deliberately setting out their stall mm. to stop Borough playing because they respect their players, they're frightened of their players, they know that Borough can take you apart. But nonetheless, I think we all feel that Borough can still get better. Yeah, I think I agree with Vic's point though that everyone in the league, other than possibly Brighton, will probably say the same thing that they haven't hit the ground running yet. Yeah, you know, Derby have improved but had a t- shocking start. They probably argue that they haven't hit the ground running. Hull, yeah, they've been without a couple of players. I, they say they haven't. I think anyone who great. takes their view of the division from television will think it's absolutely shocking because some of those matches have been mm. awful. For a QPR, for example. Well, Reading QPR oh, was even worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, well, that is the thing, isn't it? In that division, it's a gruelling, grinding um, toil from, from August through to May. And it's um, if there is a team that can play champagne football through... The, that that would take some doing because it's all about stopping the opposition player, isn't it? But I think it's. In, uh, I spoke to the guy um, from Brighton earlier this week, just about kind of what what the what the key's been to their success. I guess you know. Obviously, he talks about Chris Hughton's know how the fact he's been there in Newcastle and what have you. But he said um, Brighton haven't won a game by more than a single goal all season, yeah. which is staggering, really. You know, you look at them; they're unbeaten. And yeah, when Borough were doing that last season, we were critical. But it just shows, doesn't it? I mean, even last month, look, the difference is they found a way you know, to, to come from 2-0 down. Also, interestingly, he said that, that sides aren't going there to shut up shop, which, which you kind mm-hmm. of think, well, are they still, you know, haven't, got, haven't they got the target Surprise on their head? Because Clement has, Clem, yeah. Paul Clement at Derby has said that, that, that like, Borough teams are going up there and, and setting up shop, whereas at Brighton, that hasn't been the case yet. I mean, Charlton went 2-0 up there last week. I think it's an interesting point, that, because um, if you look at Leicester in the Premier League, I think that teams haven't, don't go up there and shut up shop yet, but as opposed to if they went to Man United, they would try and shut up mm. shop. I think people aren't quite seeing Brighton as a top-two team yet. They're saying, well, they're on a great run, yeah, but it'll, ball end, the it'll end. It's dangerous yeah. to write them off. And that, yeah. therefore, teams are going to attack Brighton, teams aren't coming to the rear side and attacking, they're setting up two banks of four. So I think at what stage, how long do Brighton have to be up there before teams think, well actually, hang on, they're, they're not just a kind of a five-game team. Are they? they're, well, they're that, that's why I think this particular run of games will, will maybe yeah. sort out some of these issues. Because, next week will tell Because everyone has to play each other one over the next six yeah. weeks. Yeah. Well, I think one of the most impressive things about Brighton was the fact that when I you know, saw them, you know, we looked at the table at half-time, didn't we, on Saturday, thinking, oh, everything's going our way. Yeah. And you suddenly see the final score come through and they've won 3-2. I'm always, I take note of things like that because a team that can come back from two, two behind, I must have something about them in terms of the spirit mm. as much as anything. And I know football's all about technical performance, but a lot about being in the championship is having the bottle to, to keep going when you suffer setbacks. And we talk a lot about Borough falling behind and not recovering. 
And um, that says to me that Brighton may not be the finished article, but they might be competitive right through the season because they, you know, that, that was a chance, wasn't it, to go 2-0 down, the doubts, the cracks, yeah, the cracks yeah. start showing, the doubts creep in, and, and they managed to come through that test. So that's a good one. I'm really looking forward to playing Brighton, by the way. I think that's going to be a belting afternoon. Yeah, well, they said again when I spoke to that guy, he said that that was the first time where the fans, that the, the term he used was, was kind of took the handbrakes off their excitement. That was the first time and there was a genuine feel that the fans might start to believe that, hold on, we might, we might be on to something here when, they, when they're coming back from 2-0 down. Like and how that. many teams go up on a roll? Yeah. I think in Norwich when they came up from they did the, the, the back-to-back divisions, yeah, didn't Southampton they? did the same. Southampton did the same. It's, you know, no one would have picked Southampton at the start of that League, league One season as potential Premier League team two years down the line and yet they've just won back to back that is a lot about the championship is momentum mm. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that you, you get a team like Blackpool who went through the division from from you know Reading did it you know you'd, October, September time they're nowhere in the picture Norwich last season they're nowhere in the picture yeah. they get on a run of results and we could just an argument for another day but is that because they probably have a small group of players they stick together they've got a plan and by the time people work out how to counteract it, it's too late. Mm. Interesting, Dominic. Earlier you said if Burnley lose the Riverside next Tuesday, they could be, what, seven or eight points off the top two. Well, actually, if you look at the fixtures, by the time that Borough play Brighton, Brighton could be four points behind Borough. Mm. Easily. I mean, if you look at Brighton's fixtures of Derby away, arguably not a you know, no team, it's tough, tough place to go, it? yeah. <clears throat> and then you've got QBR away under Hasselbank. If they lose them too and Borough as they should win the next two games we go to Brighton four points ahead of them now oh, that, then if Brighton don't beat Borough you'd argue saying well that's a big gap as well isn't it it changes very quickly yeah. I think um, Vic slightly off subject we, Karanko was asked about January um, whether there'll be any, any incomings there whether there'll be any movement I guess in terms of the loan market as well does, does it matter I mean he, he says that he thinks about January when we get to January but obviously you've got to have a plan in place do the next six games Will that, will that affect his thinking or, or will he have an idea now of what, if anyone, he wants to bring in? Uh, it, it may. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You might, you might get an injury, which might, might uh, sharpen the focus. Uh, he, he, he does seem fairly happy with his group, but the, you think there'd be one or two positions where you might want to strengthen. And obviously, Patrick Bamford's an interesting one because he doesn't just play up front, but we saw last year he could also play on the right of the three. And that would give a great amount of variety if you had uh, potentially Stuani, Nugent and Bamford up front, but also Stuani, Bamford uh, and Albert on the right. Uh, I think maybe there may be some tweaks on the left as well. Yeah, because, I was left because clearly side. that is not, for all, whatever was in the intention was with Dupenia, that it clearly it, it, it hasn't bedded in in the way they expected. And that's the question mark every week when we look at the lineup. And what you have is people playing out of position or in, uh, are not comfortable on that side. And also, I think that's affecting the way George Friend plays as well. So, I mean, that's the obvious answer is to bring back Adam Reach and stick him in there because he, he slots in. We know he'll do the defensive side of it. And he had a good relationship with, with George Friend. So, I, I think those two positions are the only ones really that needs substantially strengthening. I mean, I asked him about Adam Reach, myself and John, today's press were both um, talking to Karank, and he, um, he was asked about Reach, and, you know, Simon Grayson has mentioned this week that he'd like to keep him, and I think, you know, we don't blame him for that. Um, I personally think, as, as Vic says, the left-hand side is an issue. Um, 
Stuart Downing, of course, can play there, and he's a, he's a you know he's a quality left winger. Yeah. He's no doubt the best in the division, but we feel his best position is probably in the middle. So that leaves a vacancy on the left. Carlos de Pena hasn't as yet done it for for Burra, as as Vic says. That doesn't leave you many other options, no. really. And um, well, the Dortmund's not a left winger, is he? No, the Do- no, he's not a left winger. And um, so I would have said that if if he doesn't feel that Reach can come back and do a job, and you'd have to think he wouldn't think Wilshut can come back and do a job, then that's one potential area to address. For me, a much bigger priority than Pat- Patrick Bamford coming mm. back, for example. Yeah. I mean, we've got Stuani and and Nugent as potential strikers. I say that left hand side. The attacking three for me is the only area of the team where you could really say there are genuine question marks. Yeah. It's obviously working reasonably well because Borough second in the table have just won six out of seven in the league. Yeah. But that area of the pitch, I it don't feels think, uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't. Think, I'm not even sure Aitor knows his, his no. preferred three in that position, and I don't think anybody. You know, you could put ten men in a pub and ask them to name their front three. Behind the strike, and I think you get up, you get all sorts of permutations. We were talking earlier of what the starting lineup's going to be against Birmingham, and it reeled off the tongue the first six. You know, the back, the back four, the keeper, and obviously Clayton Ledbetter, and then Nugent. Mm-hmm. But then that gap there, yeah. we all have kind yeah. of different. I mean, ideas. you assume that Downing's in it. Yeah. Juan is probably looked the most best option on the right, but then that means I, Adoma's not involved. And then if you're left, you can pick two from... Well, I mean, last week, I, I think the three last week are the best at the minute. And Adoma, but, but the problem there, and Karanka said as much afterwards, is you, you are playing two players out of position. Yeah. Stuani, it does, it does look a little winger. lopsided, I yeah, think. I mean, yeah. albeit Borough were excellent at Ipswich, and, mm. and on the day of Ipswich, I don't think Ipswich were great as much as Borough you know, were good. It does still look a little lopsided with Adoma yeah. there. I know that he created yeah. the goal, but he, he was pretty non... You know, didn't do much yeah. before. He's been, been inconsistent for most of the there's season. There's two, two things. One is you're confusing it by mentioning, talking about people as wingers, because that position is not technically a winger, is it? Well, Karanka so did say afterwards, thing. didn't he, that Stuwani is uh, not a winger. Midfield, and the second thing, to bring Dwight. it back to the original question, which was, uh, will, it, will the next six games sharpen Karanka's mind? The other side of that is that will the next six games sharpen the potential targets' minds? For instance, we talk about Patrick Bamford. If, if Borough are in the top two, that's a big card to play with Patrick Bamford. You know, come back on, on board and, and join a promotion bandwagon. But it also it could attract other players who want to be involved in a, a winning team and also the clubs potentially that are loaning players out. I mean, you, you, they don't want to loan, loan players out to a, a, a mid-table grind. Yeah, with nothing but going on. But if you're flying and playing good football... That brings the best out of quality players, as, you know, as we saw last year when, when Borough were at their best. Well, also you have to so it may, it may make Borough a far more attractive proposition for bringing in loans. You've also got a situation where, as we discovered today, Reese Williams <coughs> could be back in first pit team contention by the new year. Now, I, I think what's more likely, as, as Jono suggested when we were coming back from the presser, was that he might go out on loan to get some football experience. But you think Baptiste won't be far off being fit. Now, that does give you strength at right-back, which is one of the... Potential yeah. problem positions, and Sue is improving by the week. Yeah. So the back, the back's really looking after itself. The, the two attacking, mid, sorry, defensive midfielders plus four Shaw. I don't think. I, I, I really think by bringing more than one player in in January, you're just going to muddy the water. Muddy the water. Yeah. He's, already, he's already struggling to find places for everybody in an attacking sense. Um, I, I do think the key is to decide on an attacking three and leave it at that. Um, you're not going to turn down Bamford if he's available, and I think knowing Steve Gibson and the way he'd be thinking, if that makes a difference between automatic promotion and the playoffs, let's do it. 
Yeah. Would that money the awards? I mean, I mean, I, you know, I love Bamford as a footballer. He was superb last year. But if you bring him in, he, he was he was the player of the year in the championship last year, playing as a centre forward, not playing, not playing that wide. Front, wouldn't he? So then, what do you do yeah. with Nugent? He only well, plays one up front. Does does that muddy the waters for for Karanka? Yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, it's very difficult. I mean, Patrick Bamford, if he comes, if he's talking about coming to Middlesbrough, his first question is going to be, "Wait, when are we going to play?" Um, I think looking a little bit wider. I mean, look at Premier League teams. It's a big gamble. It's only going to be the bottom kind of six that would take a punt on Bamford. Um, so I was debating earlier on. I don't think Borough actually need Patrick Bamford to get promoted. But then again, not getting Bamford and Bamford going to a rival could be fatal so that's I mean that's the thing really if he's available you have to get him just for I reckon fear that someone else will get him well I think because he also plays on the right very effectively as we saw last year that gives you a lot more options and if you know you're only one injury away from having a problem up front he didn't play on the right of the midfield very often though but he did and he showed he could do it yeah. my worry is you bring my worry is if you start going down that line of bringing in a proven scorer in the championship and then playing him out of position you're not really improving the team mm. um, Stuani can do that role uh, I mean you've got to keep Stuani happy he isn't coming to Bird at play I think this is probably the, th- the thought process Karanka might be going through as well I've got Stuani I've got Nugent who's playing up top I can't really drop Nugent on current form I've got Stuani do we, do we think that Borough need Patrick Bamford to get off? Uh, I don't think they do. No, but then I think can you can you turn a player down if it's available? Who who was your best? Well, like you were saying, if you go somewhere else, he's probably good for probably good for twelve to fifteen goals. Whether they need him or not, clearly the manager is thinking about it. Yeah, mm. the club have never done anything no. to suggest that there's nothing no. happening with that. No. I mean, touch wood, it never happens. But you could lose one of your senior strikers exactly for yeah, six yeah. months with a cruise or a, you know, whatever. Um, so that is the, that that is a scenario. But at the moment, I would I would do see it as potentially muddy in the water a little bit. I, I think the the greater need, if you look at Borough week in week out, is to resolve the the, the, the two wide positions, downing in the middle and resolve who's playing either side of him. For me, that's that, that that's yeah. the only, yeah. and that's been that's nitpicking because Borough are second in the table. And you, you've also got people who you've just been through the team in the central midfield, like Ledbetter and Clayton. You're going to have people like Zuccolini who's going to be looking at, For am sure. I going to get a game? You're going to have Jack Stevens going to have a look saying, should I go back For to sure all of a sudden? Game, yeah. You're going to start kind of streamlining the squad in January, I think quite early, and then it'll be a case of looking at, right, once we've kind of cut back a little bit, can we bring in one or, t- you know, I think just one probably to th- that would really kind of strengthen. Good news is we've got another month to sit here and discuss it every week, so <laughs> we're not going to be short on topics. Uh, brilliant. Thanks for listening. Cheers.